All right, welcome back. You've waited all week long. This is the only thing you live for, and we finally decided to, to give it to you. because Well, that's a lot. That yeah. seems like a bit much. No, no, I, I don't think it is, Dan. I don't think that's an exaggeration. Uh, the, that's all people live for? Well, not all, but mostly, yes. I'd say 80%. Uh, the NASportsPage.com podcast brought to us by our friends uh, at White Mountains Community College. Uh, and, and do we have a basketball team there yet since we last checked in, Dave? No, we ought to. But um, What are we waiting for? Be- I don't know. I mean, I, I think that Sam Natty could be lured away from Lisbon with uh, if if Chuck Lloyd threw him, you know, a good salary, a cabin in the woods in Berlin, private and, jet to recruit uh, maybe with, a couple of sled dogs. Yes, yeah, so, well, sled dogs to get to the private jet. Yeah, then we can make it happen. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, we can make it happen. We should also mention Sam Natty. We found out twenty minutes ago is a, a state champion for a second time as a coach. Uh, he won uh, as a golf uh, as a golfer in high school, but uh, the Littleton uh, Crusaders are the D four champions of golf because they had to uh, cancel the tournament. Hopkinson comes in second without ever getting up. Def- default so. the, uh, the 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 two greatest words in the English language. Default, right? As Homer Simpson once said. Well, the, the, this begs a new question. We thank our friends at uh, White Mountain Community College for sponsoring today's podcast. Yes. How is Sam coaching? A Lisbon team and a Littleton team. Isn't Littleton like the uh, the rival of every other team in the North Country? How does he make that work? I, I, I have he works in, many he unanswered works in the questions. I don't he works in the Littleton school district, just like just like uh, Tim Winslow is the longtime head coach at Hanover basketball, and he coaches at Lebanon High School. That's I, I don't understand that. I don't understand. It's sort of like Captain Kirk, like driving the Klingon ship. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't make process. sense. No, it's hard to process. Very hard to process. Mike, it'd be, it'd be like coaching at Londonary than coaching something at Pinkerton. My goodness. But, yeah. Well, congratulations to Sam and uh, yeah, fending off Hopkinton, the largest school in Division Four, is I believe is how that works. True. Very true. So uh, very true. <laughs> but uh, so Dave, uh, the Thursday thoughts are out, and uh, the, the not quite the midseason uh, players of the year, but just uh, let, let, let's call it the three fifths of the season players of the year. Uh, I, I, my fractions are probably wrong there, and uh, and some power rankings going on too as well. Yeah, we. I went and I just talked to coaches in in each division this week to kind of see where they were at with their players of the year. Um, talked to four or five coaches in each division, just had them kind of give me their top three. Uh, Jen gave me her top three, so I was just kind of curious. So we have that up on the site, and I, I pretty much agree with what the coaches uh, had come back with. And um, it's interesting, especially in Division One, because you need to ask couple of coaches from each side of the bracket because those guys just don't see you know the the seacoast guys don't see uh you know the london dairies and the bedford thank god right they don't see the londonaries <laughs> and the bedfords and, and those guys and exeter north are not playing against you know again that other side as well so uh no it was good it was a uh, the, the the winners uh and they're up on the site but curtis harris would be your winner uh from nashville north and division one which i can't argue with at all division two uh, player of the year was is really between Gavin Erda of Milford and Steve Garrett of Bow, and I think by one vote it was Erda. So that should be really close when it gets to the real thing. Uh, John Willeman was unanimous in Division Three at Lebanon. He's been terrific. I, I don't think people know how good John Willeman is on defense. They know he's a good quarterback. Like the, the kid has like ten tackles a week too. And then um, Phil Nichols, I think, is. He was our player of the year as a sophomore last year in D4, and, and I think he's kind of your runaway winner in Division Three this year. Winners Guam is uh, probably a 14-point favorite in the championship game, whoever they face. 
The Sagarin ratings have them as a 14-point favorite. I just looked that up. That actually, Jeff Sagarin does not rate New Hampshire high school football. Did he still do Sagarin ratings? Those yeah. Really? It's it's still like the old school like a uh, typewriter font too. Like we have like like uh yeah. we look those up every week to see where we and you know what? They're they're pretty pretty damn accurate, I'd say too. Yeah. As far as like uh judging who who's gonna be who. But uh but yeah, so check out the uh, the articles on the site and uh and, and um yeah, see who uh who Dave ranked where as well. The uh the, the power rankings heading into the uh, finishing kick of the season is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, so we're good to go. We talked a little bit about registration and kind of the realities of that. And so it's all up on the site. It's got a lot of views already. So I uh, hope people enjoy that. So um, so we're ready to go. Uh, I've got the schedule. I'm, I've just, our dear friends at the NHLA do a terrific job. They are our friends and partners. Um, but we've had to go back to our site for the schedule because there are just some games missing from the NHLA. So I just went to NH Sports page to get the, the upcoming schedule for this weekend. Yeah, I, and I'm looking at the schedule, and it says there's a Thursday game. I don't know if Elliot Bless put that in wrong, but uh, now there's a Thursday game. There tonight. is a Thursday game. All right, Thursday night football in Mer- is it Merrimack Valley. Who are they playing? Uh, the not undefeated at this point, but my uh, my my foster child, the Kingswood Knights. Ooh, there you go. Uh, yeah, that's a Thursday night game. Do we start with that one? I think you have to if it's tonight. I think you have to. Where's the game? It's uh, at Merrimack Valley. Merrimack Valley. Yes. Whoever's at home in that game. Yeah, I'm taking Merrimack Valley. That's, <laughs> you know what? No. I will take the Kingswood Knights in that one just because I like I like to argue. So uh, on Kingswood in that one. Kingswood absolutely could win that game. It's a toss-up game. So, yeah, I don't know why they're doing it, but, yeah, it's a Thursday night game. I did know. So, yes. Al, Mike- um, Al Michaels is going to be there. Actually, it's a six-man booth. They're going to have Al Michaels, uh, Joe Buck, uh, Pat McAfee's going to be there somehow. I, Tony Romo. Sure yeah. And Pentecook. Good for the brand. Yeah, he's flying into Manchester today, and then he's going to get a, a limo up to uh, Pentecook. So there you go. You ever been to the Panda Bear Lounge in Pentecook? <laughs> I have not. I didn't know. Yeah, it's a good little spot. Such a thing Pentecook. existed. <laughs> yeah. I used to live on the border of Pentecook when I first left Keene State College, so, so a, a little while ago. Elliot, if you've seen that scene in uh, A Beautiful Mind where Russell Crowe's character uh, Dr. Nash is just staring at all those codes on the wall for like 10 hours. That's Elliot Bless the next few weeks as he adds boys and girls basketball schedules for oh the, to the website. Leave Elliot alone for the next few weeks. He's going to be working very hard uh, trying to input every single game on the schedule for eight divisions of boys and girls basketball. So uh, he, he's going to be a little busy. <laughs> just a little bit. He's earning his money. So we're ready. Um, do you want me to lead it off with the Friday night games? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so Portsmouth Oyster River at Merrimack. Portsmouth Oyster River with a soul-crushing loss to Dover last week. Uh, all the congrats to our friend. This is tough because we, we got real good buddies on both sides of that battle. Uh, we love our Portsmouth guys. Those are our boys, uh, Pafford and Hopley and Millsy and Ayapola and, and all those guys. But great win for Eric Kumba's team. Uh, they actually were down to a freshman manager at quarterback at the end of that football game, I believe, right? Did I read that correctly? Something like that, yeah. And it was uh, He said by the end of the game, it was basically his JV team. He had so many injuries. So many guys get banged up. It was you know, kind of holding it together with duct tape. But, yeah, I mean, they certainly uh, come along if they could hold Portsmouth to just seven points for that rushing attack of the uh, – I, I was really surprised. Yeah. I, I thought I thought, I thought Portsmouth Oyster River would beat him by about 14 in that one. So, so – I'm telling you, Dover. I, I, you know, I wrote about Spalding last week, but and I mentioned in it, but Dover's coming too. I mean, I think there's a really good future 
on the Seacoast. Exeter's never going anywhere. Winnicott's a very young team. Um, Portsmouth Oyster River, those coaches are too good. They'll they'll be there every year. And, and then with Dover and Spalding coming, you know, I think it's I think it's looking up. I, I, I think all the way around it's going to be pretty good in the future. For sure, yeah, absolutely. So Portsmouth uh, is at Merrimack. Is that how I'm reading this correctly? Yeah, Merrimack. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my boys here. I'm gonna go with Portsmouth to bounce back o- over Merrimack. I, I, you know, and I've picked Merrimack several times in the past. When you, Dave Haley, have doubted me, but this time I'm 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 switching the style up. I'm gonna go Portsmouth Oyster River. I think that they could really hurt them running the football, and this would be an upset. I'm gonna go. We're gonna go double upset pick here. I'm gonna go with the Clipper Cats at Merrimack. By the way, Merrimack needs this game. Like they yeah. they gotta get in the playoffs first. I, both and they teams need do. This. This might be this might be a loser leaves town match. Uh, yeah, I almost thought the Clipper Cats lost town uh, losing to Dover, but yeah, this would absolutely put them out if they can get to six and three. Yeah, they would get in. I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna go Clipper Cats. We're gonna go an upset. Right? and the boys. We're gonna go upset. I like it. I like where your head's at. I'm, I'm not picking two straight upsets. Spalding at Nassau. Oh, how dare you! That was right. That was like when you line up Glass Joe on Punch Out and you just get him right in the stomach. Oh, Boom. good. I set you up, dude, right for that. You know that Boom. was Nashville South. Pete Terrier well, in the house. Speaking of boom, Pete Terrier's head's gonna go boom when he sees the final score when the Spalding Red Raiders go into Stellos and shock the Nashville South Panthers. How you like them apples, Dave Haley? You really sticking with that? Ryan Lane's gonna have seventeen touchdowns. Seventeen. Right, I train Lane. That would All be right. that would okay. be a record, right? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Nashville South right. in that one. Also, four and two needs it. Scott Knight and and company. Uh, I, I I like them to win that one. Uh, Timber uh, Timberlane at home, winless. Zero and six playing the Wyndham, not Wyndham, Wyndham Jaguars. I like uh, Coach Burn and the guy to go to. To uh, the, the Jaguars to go on the road and beat Timberland in that one. Yeah, Wyndham's got a lot of frustration to take out. I was in a discussion with somebody. I forget who this was, but uh, based on where you live in Wyndham, uh, you you say Wyndham or Windham. Like I think it's a like like if you're driving a Jag, you say Windham, and if you're driving a Hyundai, you say Wyndham. So uh, I, I I believe that's I'm how a it works. Guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Wyndham. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I'm going Wyndham, and the other one in, in the state of Hampshire, as you know. It's Berlin, not Berlin. You do not call it Berlin. They do not like that up in the North I, Country. You call it Berlin. I've had to. Uh, I've had to advise uh, different presidential candidates about that. I'm like, listen, uh, they're headed. Yeah. Up. I'm like, oh, you're headed up north. Remember, it's Berlin, not Berlin. And they go, yeah, that's and, right. And they say, really? I go, yes. Like those yeah. people will let you know if you mess that up. We're we're doing you a favor. Yeah, yeah Berlin's its own planet over there, and they don't like it when you <laughs> mispronounce it. Yeah, trust me. So we both like Wyndham in that one. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dover going to go on the road? Are they going to shock the Exeter Blue Eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I asked you, sir. Well, I don't know the injury Eric situation. I know. I don't know the injury situation for Dover. I think if they got all their bullets in the chamber, it's closer oh, than you might think. Loud. But no. No, Exeter's going to win. Do you really think with the whole team they could go to Exeter and beat Exeter? I don't think they could beat them. I think maybe they could give them a game for like two and a half, three quarters. But if they got like half the team hurt, that's that's probably not great, especially going to Exeter. So I'll take Exeter. I'm going to take Exeter <laughs> in that one, too. I, I think we are headed, absolutely headed to a Nashua North hosting Exeter semifinal football game, and I, for one, would kind of like to be there for that one because I think that's going to be a tremendous rematch. I think those two teams are clearly the best uh, teams on that side of the bracket. The game we will be at on Friday night, 
Ladies and gentlemen, Pete Terrier returns. Who? He Pete Terrier used to do games for us. Pete Pete, Pete who? I'm you sorry. can find him if you need to find Pete in the spring he's on a little league field. And in the winter he's in a hockey rink. Like it's all he does with these kids. So these two Terrier kids, Zach and Ryan, better be playing for the Bruins someday with all the things that <laughs> His parents, Here, his poor parents, are logging. Here's here's, um, a, here's a word to the wise. Uh, if, if for all you all, all you kids that might be listening out there, that may be parents someday, boys and girls. Uh, if when you when you get your kid into a sport, right? Whether you, cause you get them into it young, uh, and then that's the, that's just kind of the sport they do. Don't pick hockey. It's a no. it's expensive. All the all the gear. B ice time yep. five a.m. on on the weekends. So yes. get them into something. I don't know archery. Bowling, tennis, something inexpensive, basketball. Although you got to pay out the nose for AAU uh, if you go that route. Uh, no, you don't have to. You don't have to. Uh, but uh, I'm just. Uh, well, how about uh, nickels worth of free advice? How about that? You forgot one, one other point against hockey. It's 40 degrees in the hockey that, ring. That should go without saying. Four hours. <laughs> it's terrible. Also, uh, hockey parents are among the nuttiest of all the sports parents. Oh, my God. Yeah, because they have glasses they can pound on, and they think it's there for them. The the mothers think it's there for them to slam their (laughs) fists again. They don't think it's there for the kids. Yeah, Yeah, no. That's one sport. Uh, My my good buddy, Pat Kane, who is uh, a sponsor on NA Sports Page and a buddy of mine, great guy, Kane Insurance. Uh, He's like, when are you going to cover hockey? I'm like, I will never. I mean, I'm a basketball guy, but. Don't get me wrong. Oh, my Lord. Can you imagine hockey? You're a hockey guy. I love hockey. Hockey's great. I am so happy that my son and daughter wanted nothing to do with hockey. (laughs) Not for safety reasons, for expense and be sleeping in maybe sometimes on Saturday reasons. There you go. Yeah, Cam's too little, man. He better be fast. He'd get thrown in the boards once he'd be in two pieces when he came out of it. He's tall now. He's just skinny. Yeah. So I'm in a nice warm bowling alley on the weekends. There you go. Yeah. So so this is the game that we're covering with Nicole Marrero, the mayor of Londonderry, is going back. Oh. Uh, Goffstown at Londonderry. So we're going to cover the Lancers for the second time. Uh, we'll get the Grizzlies for the first time. The, the Grizzlies remind me a lot of Londonderry last year and even kind of the year before where they were kind of coming. And I remember being at UNH last year for the championships and kind of saying, you know, this could be Londonderry next year. You just can kind of – sometimes you can kind of see it coming. And Goffstown is coming, but this year – I'm all about Londonderry. I picked them to win the title in August, and uh, I took them to win. I, I, I believe they'll be going into the playoffs undefeated. They got Memorial and then Central after this, and uh, I think this puts them at 7-0. Oh. Yeah, and Goffstown's going to find out where they're at, I think, but I like Londonderry here, especially at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, Concord on the road at Pinkerton. Concord 2-4. and four. Another team that's young, and Eric Brown doing a great job. Pinkerton needs every game here at the end to try to get in the playoffs. They really... That loss to Goffstown in the opener is really it may keep them out, and we see that. That's kind of the interesting thing with football, right? Is like a team loses in week one, and then they don't get in because of something that happened right. on September third, and what? that could happen to Pinkett. I mean, obviously Pinkett's lost twice since then, but look who they've lost to. They lost to Salem and Londonderry, two maybe the you know two of the top four teams in the state. So uh, I like Pinkett to win this one. Uh, but Concord's building towards something now, though. I think Eric Brown's going to have a good future at Concord. Yeah, this might be a little. I, I get it just because Concord can play defense so well. Uh, this could be a little friskier than you think, but I like Pinkerton yeah. to win in the end. Yeah, Pinkerton's been switching up quarterbacks, so I think they're still figuring stuff out. Um, another really good one. I think this is being played Saturday morning, but don't quote me on that. Um, 
I should know because Rob Pike asked me for Zach Matthews' number, so I should have known why I was asking. But Bedford five and one at Salem five and one. This is in staff picks. I picked Salem. Um, I talked to when I was talking to coaches this week about the player of the year. I kind of asked a couple of them. I said, "Hey, coaches that have faced them both." I said, "Who do you think's better, Salem or, or Bedford?" Or not faced them both, seen them both, and and everyone said, eh, "I think Salem's a step above." So I like Salem at home and Haverhill, excuse me, in Haverhill, Massachusetts, home to, to beat Bedford. Yeah, I I, I kind of like Salem in this one as well. Uh, Bedford, uh, I, I won't say exposed, but they, uh, they, they I mean, I guess Londonderry's doing that to everybody last week. So uh, Salem was able to score points against Londonderry, and Bedford was not, and that's what I'll base my pick on. I'll go with yeah. Salem in this one. Yeah, Manchester Memorial at Central at Gill Stadium. So really a home game for both teams. I like uh, Central to win this one. Central's been frisky. They're one and five. But they've been playing really hard, and uh, you know I like Central to get their second win. Yeah, I, I likewise. Yeah, Central. Uh, yeah, the best one in five team in the state. I mean, that's uh, that's damning with faint praise. But I, I guess we'll go. Yeah. we'll say that, right? Yeah, I screwed up Newport last week by saying that about them. Then they went and lost their <laughs> so much work. So my apologies. My hell to So let's go to Friday in uh, in Division Two. Uh, John Stark is on the road at Alvern. Uh, I like Alvern to be very gracious in this game and decide not to make it 70 to nothing, and I think running time will appear in this one. John Stark has been too banged up, and they've just had too many injuries. It's too bad because John Stark was a really fun team, covered them last year. They won uh, against Hanover in a game that Jen and I covered. Had a lot of fun doing it, but there's too many injuries, and Alvern's a wagon, and uh, you know I like Derek Roth's team to win there. Yeah, gotta can't disagree there. Uh, too, uh, and plus, John Stark, Dave, is only one guy out there. It's unfair. It's eleven on one. How, how's how's one guy supposed to be every spot on the field? And he's banged up. He was yes! banging around last week. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like half a guy. And they won't give him water. It's like when my dad was playing in college. Like they gave him salt tablets and stuff like that. <laughs> they wouldn't give him water during practice. <laughs> Terrible. Water makes you weak. Why why are people dying out here? That's... Take. Take a guess who's playing at Conval this week. Matt, Re- Matt Regan would know. <laughs> the Pelham Python Daily. I, I, was, I was standing on the press box at Sauhegan last week calling an absolutely tremendous high school football game between Sauhegan and Pelham, uh, the franchise, and I. And all of a sudden on Twitter, I got a Twitter mention. He's like, give me play-by-play of overtime. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> Regan, I got other things to do. So uh, I was – let me say real quick, first of all, Pelham's going to go on the road. They're going to go to 5-2. They're going to beat Conval. Yep. Uh, let me just say real quick how thoroughly impressed I was with Pelham. Very, very well coached. Very disciplined defensively. Like, Sauhegan is really creative. Robin Bowcat is a terrific offensive coach. He's kind of like Jimmy Lozon and that, like, he's at, like, the line of scrimmage, like, you know, like he's landing an airplane, you know, on every play and every formation. They have that spread offense. They like to do misdirection. They run jet sweeps. They kind of like – they run a lot of different stuff. And Pelham never got caught, like, chasing. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, like, leaving – you know what I mean? Like, what was the term you use? Like, you're the UNH guy. Like, you know what I mean? When, when you get caught chasing one side of the field and leave the other one open. Like, that never happens. Yeah, they just stay in their – they stay in their uh, in lanes. They follow their assignments. So, they don't – yeah. yeah it's, 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 uh, and, and defense travels well. So, I mean, not you know yes. – Going to Conval, they, I mean, they should, you know, they'd win that game if it was played on the moon. But I mean, when it comes playoff time, if they're not at home, 
if you can if you can play defense, if you can run the ball, that you can do that in any type of weather. So that's uh, that, that that's a good thing. Again, one of like eight or nine teams that can win the state title in Division Two, Pelham. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there are nine playoff teams, and only eight are getting in. And uh, but, but but let me say real quick before we move on to the next game. It, it's fun when you go to a game and you're like, I, last year I did St. Thomas at home against Plymouth. Plymouth won the game, but I was like, who is this Will McClain kid? And you've seen me write about him. Yep. He's really good for the Saints. Ed Slyman is a defensive player for, uh, I think he plays like linebacker, defensive end for uh, for Pelham. He's all over the place hitting people. He was up for player of the week this week. He didn't win in the poll. Curtis Nelson did from York, Guilford, Belmont, Golden Eagles. But, um, but he's really a terrific football player. They got a lot of really good football players on that team. Matt Muse and man, they were really fun to cover. I was really impressed with Ian Hoey, the, the quarterback for Palom. He's legit. I mean, he's very good. I mean, he put some balls right on guys that they that they dropped that were terrific throws. But man, I was impressed with Palom and Sauhegan. I didn't come away thinking anything less about them. I think they can absolutely win the whole thing. It was a very very good football game, and uh, you know, really impressed with both teams. All right. So what do we got? Uh, what? Other than that, I don't have anything good to say. I was uh, going to say, yeah. <laughs> Sanborn winless goes at Milford. Uh-oh. That's, uh... I like running time in this one. Yeah, that's not great for Sanborn. Gavin Erda, yeah, is pretty good at football. Yeah. And uh, Milford's big. And and Jonesy and those guys did it. They went on the bus for two hours and beat Kenneth. Congratulations. Great win. Yeah, Milford, is Milford the top of the heap now? I don't know. I, I know you did D2 power rankings, but uh, every time I think a team is at the top of Division II, there's, right. they, they get knocked off. So you just can't. Wow. I don't think it's going to happen. Wide open, man. I, I mean, let's put it this way. Say Milford's the one seed and St. Thomas is the eight seed. <laughs> are you going to put your mortgage on St. Thomas losing? Nope. At Milford? <laughs> nope. No. No, no, no. So or, or if Alvern's got to host Plymouth, and uh, if it's a two-seven game or something like that, I'm telling you, the two teams nobody wants is Plymouth and Pelham in the first round. You just yeah. Pelham because of what they are, Plymouth because of just what they have been, and you know, and then and that coaching staff, you know, Chris Sanborn staff, Coach Lamb, and all those guys, Coach Sullivan, too good, too good. So, um, so moving on, St. Thomas goes at Manchester West. We should pick up face a little bit. It's probably me that's talking too much. St. Thomas, yes. I like them to to pick up a good win against West. Yep, I concur. All right, and I said like we got to hurry on to the next one, but hold on, I got to click into the next division. So there we go. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. You know, these are at the and very top. If you go to the front page of your website, the schedule is just right there. I know. All right, Newport, <laughs> who I just condemned last week uh, unintentionally, uh, goes at Kearsaw's Mount Royal. Please don't forget the Mount Royal part of that equation. Uh, <laughs> I like the Newport Tigers to win that game at Kearsaw's. Uh, I do as well. Uh, and you, listen, you're the one that never says Belmont when you say Guilford Belmont. You just say Guilford. I don't know what you're talking about, Belmont. It's Guilford. <laughs> All right. Good grief. Stop it. Mananoc. This is an interesting game. Mananoc at Laconia. Laconia is, you know, they look like that number seven team in the division, kind of right out of that, that power six. Uh, Mananoc got a really good win. I was texting. I get stats every week from Lincoln Blodgett. He's, uh, you know, he's a locker room kid. So I, I was texting with him, and he said, "Don't give up on us." He's like, "We're gonna, we're gonna make a, a stand here," and they absolutely did. They got a huge win over Hillsborough during Harpenton last week. So I think this is a very good football game. And I like Manadnock to go on the road and beat Laconia in like a one-score game. I think this is going to be a good game at uh, 
at Laconia on Friday night. Yeah, I think I think Manadoc might have their mojo back after everybody was picking, uh, and myself included, the Red Hawks last week. So I like them uh, by maybe even a little more than a one-score game. So there you go. Okay. Lebanon goes on the road to Barnes Park and plays Stevens. Big news for Stevens. As I wrote about this week, they got Quinton Bicknell back. He's one of their best players. He had 10 tackles and a sack in his first game back in a win over Laconia at home last week. Uh, Paul Silver is our boy, and uh, I like Lebanon to win this game. Chris Charles is also our I, boy. I, we I, like Chris Charles all the time. I think Lebanon's going to win, but be careful. Be careful going to Barnes Park. Stevens plays very well there. I mean, it's, it's yep. uh, Lebanon. If the, I know the coaching staff knows this, but if you're a Lebanon player, you think you're just going to waltz into Claremont and waltz out with a victory. Not so fast, my friend. You have to earn it. Nobody waltzes out of Claremont. That's, right. that. that's true. That's, that's a fact. Thank you. Uh, so let's just do the four games in Division Four before we get to the Saturdays for everybody. So Division Four, all these games are on Saturday. Bishop Brady at Winnesquam. The Bears. Squam. Uh, I like the Bears. If they stay healthy, I like them to win back-to-back titles. Yeah. I like the Bears. Squam, as I call them. Yeah. Uh, Fall Mountain on the road at Mascoma. I like Fall Mountain. I think Fall Mountain's actually starting to kind of trend in the right direction. And I actually predict that Fall Mountain gets to the championship game over your Raymond. Whoa! Like, uh, shots like fired! I don't know if yeah. I like that. Uh, I will go with Fall Mountain to defeat Mascoma Valley in this one as well. Okay. Uh, Raymond, your Raymond Rams at your Farmington New Tigers. Ah! Oh. Well, Dave. The How gr- many kids from Neuter on the football team? I, one and a half, I think. Uh, I'm going to go with the greatest show on natural turf. That would be the Raven Rams. That's right, buddy. I'm about to go five and one, too. I saw my friend and yours. Uh, I, uh, Lance and I spoke at the NHBCO, which is the New Hampshire Basketball Coaches Organization, uh, last weekend about our girls' coverage, and I saw on a Sunday morning Adam Thurston looked like just like – Pure gold. He looked like he had was well rested. He had gone for a morning run, maybe a little <laughs> yoga, had some yogurt. That's that's. I, I don't. Maybe something's wrong with him. I've that, never seen him look that way. I, I don't think that's what he looked like. I. Uh, I you I, did. I, I don't think. I was worried about I, him. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm, without jeopardizing anyone's careers, I've never seen him look like that on a Sunday morning. So let's just. <laughs> I don't think we're jeopardizing <laughs> his career. <laughs> That's our guy. That's right. And I think Farmington Hoops going to be pretty good this year, too. So, um, Farm- uh, Franklin is going to go on the road and play Newfound over in Bristol. Uh, Jacob Ruby is going to run for about 200 yards. That's the only thing I can tell you there. Uh, I'll go with Newfound in this one. I'll go with Newfound over Franklin at home. Bears. The Bears. Newfound's yeah. the Bears, right? Yeah. The Bears. Yeah, they are the Bears. A lot of Bears yep. in Division Four. Newfound again is the, the their old high school gym was so small that I took a cr- uh, corner three pointer the first year of the three point line and hit it and I was called out of bounds because my feet were out of bounds. <laughs> yeah, that's how small the court was. Good times. Um, uh, let's go to Saturday games. Not too many of them. Nashua North goes on the road to Keene. I'll be brief in my uh, in my remarks. Uh, Nashua North. I like the Titans to go to seven and zero. Yeah, North. North North's on a mission. So let's go with the Titans there. Win a comment at BG. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. I'll go with BG at home. Um, Win a still with injury. They got pounded by injuries, and they're a young team. 
I think they're going to be just fine. But right now, I I, I got to go with BG at home. Kyle Baker has been really tough for them as a tight end and defensive end. He's been really good. So I'll, I'll go with BG. Yeah, well, it kind of makes it frisky, but I'll go with BG as well here, especially at home at Stellos. So we were talking before we started recording. We're now into Division Two. You like Hanover zero and six on the road to beat Bo six zero. Talk about that. Not just beat him, but beat them badly. Uh, and <laughs> but to to the point where Bo might forget about having a football program when it's all said and done. Steve Garrett, Tommy Rolla, <laughs> just no no chance. No chance. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Bo here. That's that. I like running time in that one too. I I, I like the fact we've got to the point now we're just calling running times. You know, at certain <laughs> games. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hanover is you know a, a terrific coaching staff. They just they're down this year. This is down. All right. So here's a, here's an interesting one. The most interesting. Yeah. Second most interesting Saturday game. Here. Kenneth five and one. Now I want you to be serious. Can you pull it together here and not do shtick? Can you pull it together? I'll I'll give it my best shot. Go ahead. Kenneth five and one at. Guilford Belmont, three and three on mm. Saturday afternoon. Can Mike Guilford Belmont Golden Eagles pull the upset? Well, uh, I guess uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Kenneth, but I think it's probably a close game. Just uh, you know, five. Listen, I know the north uh, the northern division of Division Two is a little weaker than the south, but five wins is five wins. Sometimes you win and, you, and then you get good. I think Kenneth bounces back here, but uh, your 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 red Golden Eagles stick around. Uh, longer than people might think. I, I was supposed to be covering this game, but we don't have a videographer uh, available. So everybody send your wrath at Austin Grass, who was going to be coming back for his first game, and then found out he couldn't do it. But So I was going to be covering this game, so I'm bummed I'm not covering this game. Instead, I will be at a track meet for my daughter at Nashville South High School on Saturday. That's probably the better uh, move. Studying for my college basketball uh, auction next week. Um, I am going to go with Mike Guilford Belmont in the upset at home. My Golden Eagles, those are my boys, I believe. Uh, and I will go with them in the upset over Kenneth at home. I don't know how much I believe it, but 51% I believe it. That's enough. That's, that's, that's all enough. you need. Okay, another upset. Pembroke at home, two wins this season against the Plymouth Bobcats. Listen, I think if... You can no, no, go with Plymouth. Yeah. I can't even no. do it. <laughs> You're going to need Matt Alosa. Yeah, forget like his players. I think Alosa hits some pull up jumpers, gets out in transition, a couple of dunks. Plymouth will pack it away. No, I'll go with Plymouth here. I, I will never pick Pembroke to beat Plymouth in football, and I will never pick Plymouth to beat Pembroke in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty let's safe. Just, let's, just, let's just leave it at that. All right, and finally, really a terrific game. Uh, and a huge one for Hollis Brookline. Hollis Brookline at home against Sauhegan. Sauhegan now Ooh. losing last week at four and two knee. They they got to pull it together and get a win here on the road against Sander Wimmer and company. I like and a very good game. I like Sauhegan to win. Um, I put a, picked him in staff picks, but this is a, this is obviously a big game. Hollis Brookline's got to win one of their last three games to get in. They have to, and they're playing uh, Sauhegan this week, Alvern next week, and then they close against St. Thomas. And I wrote about that today. I think that's literally like going to be a play-in game uh, to end the season. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's game of the day on Saturday. It sounds like. Uh, so, yep. And I will. Uh, I'll. T- I'll take Hollis Brookline just because they're at home. And also, my other reasoning is because every time I think someone in Division Two is going to get a win, they usually get knocked off by someone who's uh, you know got just as good. So by that logic, I think Sauhegan will win. So I will pick Hollis Brookline. How do you like that? Yeah. I just Costanza yeah. myself. And real, real quickly for people like the new parents or new people listening, when we talk about Division Two, 
there was a year not long ago where Wyndham was undefeated. They were the number one seed. I think it was like three, four years ago. Yep. And they were they were ranked. You know, I was talking about where they would be in D one. Bose, the eight seed, went on the road and beat Wyndham in the first round of the playoffs. So yeah. it's happened before, like not like in 1987 when you know <laughs> I was in you know, a freshman in high school and McIsaac was eating crayons in fourth grade. Like literally, this has happened in the last couple of years, and it could happen again. D two is banana lands. Every year, every year it's the most fun. You can usually, like, we can sit here right now and say, well, if this happened, you know, maybe uh, these teams get to Durham in Division One, but we know in our heart of hearts it's probably going to be, uh, you know, Londonderry and either North or Exeter. In Division Two. if someone tells you they got it pegged, they are a dirty liar. No. Well, you always – it's fun because you always, in your top ten, when the playoffs come out, you always pick every game. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Like seriously, it's gonna be fun to see how you do that. And I'm usually wild. I like. I think my back, my bracket was busted like after opening week of the playoffs last year, in Division yeah. Two. I think I had like three teams that got through out of, or you know, it's it's always wild. So I can't wait for it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, let's go to Division Three, and these are the last three games because uh, we already went through the D four Saturday games. Uh, Campbell goes to Meredith and plays Interlakes Moltenboro. By the way, last year we said, last week we said Keegan Mills. I think we said plus two hundred yards. I think he went for like two hundred and twenty-five. So he <laughs> he was the over whatever we said. Yeah, and he uh, got over it. So thank you, Keegan Mills. And take take that again this week. No 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 offense to the Lakers, but oh my goodness, oh my goodness is right. Yeah. And again, Meredith. If you're in Meredith, two things: Giuseppe's. Has the best pizza in the state of New Hampshire. I'm telling you, I haven't eaten at every pizza place, but I, I, I challenge you to find a better pizza in 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 New Hampshire than Giuseppe's and Meredith, which is just an awesome, awesome place. I had dinner there the other night with my daughter and my sister and, and my niece. And the Frog Rock Tavern, owned by Dermot Moynihan, is a fantastic place to go after the game if you wanted to uh, maybe have a, a beverage and, and watch some football and see these great the, little spots. The frog, so frog Rock Tavern. Huh? Is that like a frog yeah. with a guitar or is it a frog on, yeah. a, on a stone? I don't know if he has one. No. Uh, yeah. All right. I think it's Frog Rock Tavern, yeah. Gotcha. But it's a good spot. Trust You and I would have fun there. Trust me. I've hung out with you enough times to know. Uh, Summersworth picked up a, a good win over Newport last week. They go at Epi Newmarket. I threw this in, uh, in staff You text. did. <laughs> And what do you think? I, I think Summersworth gets the Duke here. Um, that for no, is this turtle? What, what, oh, no, no that, was, that was Raymond Epping. Uh, that was the uh, battle for the spotted turtle trophy. Uh, oh, okay, right, which right. They don't play each other anymore, which is a shame. But no, these right. th- these two battle for who stole whose uniforms ideas, which uh, <laughs> Epping. True. The reason Summersworth wears black now on occasions is because Epping Newmarket kind of took their, their their uniform design stitch for stitch a few years back. So that it's maybe it's the uh, the battle for the shirt on your back. I don't know, but I'm taking Summersworth yeah. in this one. I'll take Summersworth too. And final game: Hillsborough, Deering, Hopkinton, Limpson to Manchester and plays Trinity. I uh, got to see something on Hillsborough Deering Hopkinson this week. I know they banged up, but they gotta they gotta compete this week against Trinity. Uh, I like Trinity to win this game. I want to see if the Red Hawks can hang with them for four quarters, though. Yeah, just based on what I've heard about how banged up they are, I'm going to take the Pioneers. But uh, yeah, I, I do like that Red Hawks team when they're when they're uh, at 100. percent I, uh, I know right. nobody's at 100 percent this time of year, but as close as they can get. But I'll take Trinity in this one. We're still planning to go up to Claremont and see them in two weeks. Jen and I are going to go up to Claremont. It may be. It may be freezing. I, I know we're wrapping this up, but we, I had lunch yesterday with Pete uh, over at Buffalo Wild Wings. We were meeting with our, our, our uh, advertisers, our sponsors, our partners. And Pete did tell me 
that last year's Division II semifinal game at Portsmouth High School, it was Alvern beating St. Thomas. Remember that game on yes. Saturday night? Yep. Was, and I quote, I'm going to remove the profanities from Pete Derrick because he does <laughs> tend to use them. He doesn't mean to, but was the absolute coldest he's ever been doing a game in his life. And he told me, I walked to the parking lot after that game and said, I'm never doing a football game ever again. <laughs> That's, That's how cold it was. The, the, the two coldest times I've ever, uh, coldest games I've ever been at were, well, ironically, St. Thomas hosting Alvern, uh, no, no, Conval a few years back at Portsmouth High School uh, in a regular season game. And then I remember that. Yeah. And then uh, who was it? Portsmouth and somebody where Burnsy did uh, color with me. In a, or oh, it was uh, Milford St. Thomas. Well, yeah, it was, uh, so the three coldest games in history involved St. Thomas playing at Portsmouth. That's weird, yeah. right? I did a game last game of the season. It was Plymouth. Plymouth ended up winning the title. It was like a five-seed or a four-seed. Plymouth at Milford. Jen and I were on top of the press box at Milford. It was last game of the season. So it was like November 1st or like Halloween, whatever. And it was like exactly one degree above freezing, and it rained. <laughs> and it rained. And I remember just being like, I, I am so over this. Like, so, you know, I love basketball because I was a basketball player and all that stuff. And I do love football. But, like, you got to understand that when we do basketball, we're literally sitting in a 65-degree gymnasium all winter long. And until we walk to our car and, and walk out of a car, that's the only time we're cold. Right. I mean, we're just sitting there calling these games, not moving. I mean, it it gets brutal, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cold. When you're on top of a press box. What, 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 why do you think I tried so hard to get a college gig with the warm press boxes we have? <laughs> <laughs> and then, exactly. So you, I think we've said this before, but say it again. We, McIsaac and I are calling the three championship games at UNH from the press box. Yes. Uh, our buddy Murph setting us up. McIsaac obviously is the UNH color commentator uh, full time, but that's then you get to UNH and it's just pure bliss, yes. pure bliss. Yes, but, we will be in the uh, ensconced the Jim Janot uh, radio booth uh, where it's nice go. and toasty. Although they've had a trouble with our heat in that booth this year, but I guess I won't complain too much. Listen, but, our buddy Mike Murphy, yeah, <laughs> is my friend and yours, takes great care of us at UNH, so that, it's yeah, all those, good. And it's great those games are on a Sunday, so uh, it, you can watch UNH beat Maine on a Saturday and then go watch uh, all the championship games on a Sunday. It's terrific. Yeah. So tell everybody where you're going to be this weekend with UNH. I'm going to be in Delaware. Which, which gave me an opportunity to show uh, last week when I was in New York. My niece is the clip from uh, Wayne's World, where they, the movie, where they go, Hi, I'm in Delaware. We're in <laughs> Delaware. <laughs> it's always what I think. I think about, when I, you mention Delaware, I think of Joe Biden yep. and Wayne's World. That's right. In that yeah. order. In that, in that order, yes. So uh, yeah. Delaware for a 1 o'clock game, 1230 on the uh, UNH radio network. Both teams are ranked now. UNH to the top 25 at FCS after beating Stony Brook last week. So, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, a win could get them to 5-2 and two and set them up pretty decent for uh, maybe a playoff run. Who knows? Uh, Delaware is kind of Delaware's ranked number 24th. They, uh, they need this game as well, so it should be a slobber knocker, as we used to say in wrestling. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, thanks again to our sponsors, White Mountains Community College, our friend Chuck Lloyd, and everyone at White Mountains Community College, huge support of ours. They are the sponsors of Kennett, Plymouth. I've already decided I'm going wherever Plymouth is in the first round of playoffs. i got to go. to. Pl- I haven't seen them lose a playoff game. I've been with them for three years. i got to go. That's where I'm going in the first round. All right. Maybe it'll be at Kennett. You never know. But I uh, want to thank them, and they, of course, are our sponsors for the North Country, the entire North Country and I don't know if you know this, but I tend to uh, favor the North Country when it comes to basketball season. So we'll get there very yes. quickly. 
All right. And congratulations to Sam Natty and the state champion Littleton Golf Team. Wow. Default. Great job, Sam. Great job not having to go out there and win it. That's the, that's listen. That's the best type of win of all, where you just sit there and someone says you won, and you go, "All right, there you go." There you go. <laughs> all right, so we'll catch you uh, back here next week for uh, another uh, episode of the NHSportsPage.com podcast. Enjoy the games.